Welcome to Phil Interrupted. Are you out of your damn mind? You get the drink from the fire hole. This is an embarrassment of this face. What? What's the matter, kid? You got wax in your ears. Oh, Phil. You got Tammy Parker. <laughs> Hello and welcome to Phil Interrupted. This is the show where I get to do whatever I want while dealing with the constant antics of Smash. We can review movies, video games, and who knows what else. Episodes can be spooky, too oddly informative, to downright stupid. I am your host, Phil Allen, and I do welcome you to the show. Alright, yo, peeps. Today's show, we're going to talk about haunted objects. These are, of course, objects that have been scaring people for whatever reason. You know, they could be very simple dolls to very simple objects that for some strange reason seem to have the dead or some ungodly force that is attached to them, that is wreaking havoc upon the family or the household, which is, uh, you know, has them in it. And, and these things, uh, they're very weird. There's a very weird topic, haunted objects. You know, it's just something that you think about and you're like, oh, yeah, things don't really get possessed and I don't know. You just, you think about it, you're like, it shouldn't be a big deal. But people do say that objects become haunted and they can terrorize you. And we're going to go into uh, a few of the major topics, a few of the major haunted objects. Uh, we're going to get into it. So, I, you know, I'm blabbering here, but let's not waste any time. Let's get into the haunted objects. The first one today, Annabelle. In 1970, a woman shopping in a thrift store bought a Raggedy Ann-style doll for her daughter, who was in college. Her daughter liked it and put it in her apartment, but soon she and her roommate both noticed odd things happening involving the doll. It would move by itself, often being found in another room, even though no one had touched it. They found small scraps of parchment paper, what the hell is parchment paper, which they didn't even own, which childish handwriting was scrawled on them. Ooh. They even found the doll standing impossibly on its rag dolls one day. That would creep me out. The frightening girls contacted a psychic medium who told them that the doll was possessed by the spirit of a young girl who had died in the apartment. Annabelle they said, was like two college girls and wanted to stay with them, so they told her that she could. Unfortunately, granting the spirit this permission led to an increased paranormal activity in their apartment, including having a male friend getting attacked by the doll one night, leaving vicious scratch marks all over his chest and torso. At their wit's end, the girls contacted renowned Psychic investigators Ed and Lorraine Warren, who are also known for kind of being bullshit, but sort of not. The married duo soon found that the doll is not possessed by the spirit of a child at all. Rather, it was possessed by a demon that lied about its identity in order to get close to the girls. Perhaps intending to possess one or both of them. The girls gave Annabelle to the Warrens 
who encased it in a glass display cabinet in their occult museum in Connecticut. The sign on the glass reads, Warning, Positively, Do Not Open. You may have seen the movies about Annabelle. I know there's a sequel out. There's the original Annabelle, which sucks. I hated the original Annabelle. It's just my own personal experience with it. I have not seen the second one, which I've heard is much scarier. I'll get around to it eventually. I do like scary movies. Me and my wife, Jess, do like the scary movies, but warning, positively, do not open. Now, if you've ever seen this original uh, doll, it, it really is a Raggedy Ann doll. Now, the movies make it look like this really scary sort of porcelain... It just looks like a really like disturbed doll. I don't even know how to describe it. But if you see the the real one of Annabelle, it it's just a Raggedy Ann doll. It, it doesn't look scary in the slightest bit. It looks like a whatever doll. It's like a total joke. You're like, oh, I can't take this seriously. Put it in a glass box. I don't know. Ed and Lorraine Warren have been kind of debunked by a lot of people. Yeah, I don't know. It's hard to say. You know, some people are like, they were totally full of it. They just wanted the fame. They wanted money. Uh, and that was their... Uh, their incentive to do these cases and yeah you know maybe they were just looking out for themselves mm, okay other people say you know they were legit and they were trying to help people i don't know if i'll be the judge of that it's hard to say you know the amityville horror was another classic case that ed and lorraine warren were involved in and the original case, that guy, like the kid killed his whole family in that house in Long Island. And then the whole thing with the family after the Lutz, I don't know, kind of seems like bullshit to me. The movie sucks. It's hard to say. I don't exactly know. Those are just my, my, my viewpoints on it. <laughs> Take it for what you will. So Ed and Lorraine Warren with the whole Annabelle situation, I don't really know. I don't know. We're going to move on to the next case of the haunted objects. The hands resist him. Often referred to as the haunted eBay painting, the hands resist him was found on the site of an old brewery by a couple from California. In 2000, an anonymous eBay seller listed the painting created by artist Bill Stoneham called The Hands Resist Him. This painting is now largely considered to be one of the world's most haunted works of art. The painting features a boy and a creepy doll staring in front of a glass door. The painting was created in 1972 and purchased by Hollywood actor John Marley. It was then bought by a California couple before going up on sale on eBay, along with the dire warning about the problems involved with owning this object. According to the couple, the figures in the painting moved around at night, sometimes disappearing from the canvas entirely. Well, that would freak me out. The boy in the painting was said to actually enter the room where the painting hung and everyone who viewed the painting reported feeling sick and weak. <laughs> Sounds terrible to me. I would not own this. Okay, 
small children who would take one look at the painting and would run from the room screaming. Adults sometimes felt like unseen hands were grabbing them, and others said that they felt like a blast of hot air, as if an oven had been opened. Ugh, that's kind of creepy. Even those who viewed the painting online claimed to feel a sense of unease, dread, or terror while looking at the painting. One person even claimed that their own brand of new printer had refused to print the photo of the painting. However, it worked just fine on any other print job. <laughs> you got your HP printer. It's printing out everything. Won't print out this one. The painting was purchased by an art gallery in Grand Rapids, Michigan. When the gallery spoke to the artist who had created it, he was surprised to hear that his work was at the center of a paranormal investigation. But he did mention that two people who had originally displayed and reviewed the painting had died within a year of viewing the Hands Resist Him painting. That's some BS. Throw it away, people. The Haunted Wedding Dress In 1849, a girl from a rich family named Anna Baker fell in love with a low-class iron worker. Anna's father, Ellis Baker, refused to let her marry her beloved, banishing the young man from their hometown in Alatoona, Pennsylvania and doomed his daughter to a life of spinsterhood. What the hell is spinsterhood? I'm gonna assume that's, um... I'm gonna assume that's by yourself. Spinsterhood. That's a very 1849 type word. Anna was angry with her father that she never fell in love or married, and remained bitter and angry until her death in 1914 spinsterhood. Before her father sent her true love away, Anna had chosen a beautiful wedding dress that she intended to wear at their wedding. When the wedding did not occur, another wealthy woman from a local family, Elizabeth Dysart, wore the dress instead, gloating it the entire time. Years later, the wedding dress was given to a historical society and eventually the Baker Mansion was turned into a museum. The wedding dress was placed in a glass case in what was formerly Anna Baker's bedroom. After her death, visitors claim to see the dress move on its own, especially during the full moons. The dress sways from side to side, as if an unseen bride is standing in front of her mirror admiring herself in the lovely gown. Investigators have searched for drafts and other naturally occurring circumstances, but they have come up empty-handed. No one can be sure why the dress sometimes moves by itself, though many speculate that the spurned bride, Anna Baker, has reclaimed her dress at last. Robert the doll. Okay, this doll, I'm just going to say it right out front, is the one that is responsible for the Chucky movies for Child's Play. Okay, 
Robert the doll is this... He kind of looks like how... I don't know. Like he's like a... I don't even know how to describe this doll. You just got to look him up on YouTube or any... You know, just look him up on Google. You'll see a picture of him. Looks like a really innocent looking doll. But he actually inspired, I guess, the events that led to the Child's Play movies. Which the Child's Play movies are out of control. And I'm, I'm hoping soon I can have a a review of the franchise of the Child's Play movies coming soon. When I get to it, you'll hear it, but uh, it is something I'm working on. I've been watching the movies with my fiancé, and uh, at some point we'll come out with a franchise review of Child's Play. Okay, it's a little foreshadowing, but Robert the Doll is the initial inspiration for these movies, and uh, this is the story behind it. Robert the Doll. In 1896, this creepy doll belonged to a child named Robert Eugene Otto in Key West, Florida. The doll had been given to him by a servant who practiced black magic and who disliked the boy's family. The little boy adored his doll who would often talk to him at length. Servants in the Otto home became concerned However, they then swore that they would hear a phantom voice talking back to the boy. The neighbors claimed to have seen the doll moving from window to window in the auto house when no one was home. Freaky? Soon the doll started causing mischief. The frightened child would claim that he had no part in it. Rooms would become messed up and vases were smashed and little Robert would often be blamed, even though he seemed extremely afraid and insisted that his doll had done the deeds. Robert inherited the house and died in 1972, so the house was purchased by another family. A little girl who had moved into the home found the doll in the attic and was instantly afraid. She said the doll was alive and it wanted to kill her. The doll finally wound up at an art gallery and a historic museum in Key West, where it remains on display to this day. Oddly enough, visitors to the museum, 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 claim that they must ask permission to take a photo of the doll. If they don't, legend has it that the doll will curse you. The museum displays letters from the so-called cursed individuals who have written to the doll, apologizing for not asking to take his picture and asking to be released from his spell. All right, the Chucky that I know, he's a he's a jerk. He uses a lot of curse words in these movies. I guess they changed the name from Robert the Doll to Chucky and, uh, you know, I, I don't... This is a very loose interpretation, I think, for the movies. You know, one of my favorite lines from the Chucky movies, the first one in Child's Play, where the kid, Andy, or whatever his name is, he goes, This is the end, friend. I don't... I, was, I always love that part. We'll get to that in a later podcast, I hope. So let's move on to the next haunted object. The Anguished Man. 
The scary-looking painting was kept in Sean Robertson's grandmother's attic for 25 years before he inherited it from her. She had always told Robertson that the painting was evil, explaining how the artist who created it had used his own blood mixed with the paint and had killed himself shortly after completing it. She claimed to hear voices and crying from the painting that was displayed and was said to see shadowy figures of a man in her house, which is why she locked it away in the attic. As soon as Robertson took the painting into his own home, he and his family started experiencing the same kinds of creepy paranoia and phenomena. And I can read, sort of. His son fell down the stairs. His wife felt something stroking her hair. And they saw the shadow man and they heard crying. Robertson decided to set up a camera overnight to try to capture some of the strange events that he then caught on tape. Robertson's YouTube videos show slamming doors, rising smoke, and the painting falling from a wall for no reason. Frightened, Robertson put the painting down in his basement, but he is not interested in selling it. Now I watch some of these YouTube videos. I'm not sure if this guy is faking it. If he's not faking it, there's definite weird things going on with this painting. Strange. Unexplained. Paranormal things. Uh, happening with the painting. It definitely uh, like falls for no reason. I don't know why a painting just fall. How many paintings do you have that just fall off the wall for no reason? You see it in the video. I guess you guys can YouTube it on your own. Kind of, you know, take your own experience from it. Whatever you may. And, uh, you know, if you want to let me know what you think about it, send an email to philinterrupted at gmail.com. And I will most definitely respond to you. And we can chat about it. If not, no worries. Whatever. Forget about the email. Forget about the plug. Let's move on to our next one. The Cursed Chair of Death. In 1702, God, that was a long time ago, a convicted murderer named Thomas Bugsby was about to be hanged. Bugsby was about to be hanged for his crimes. His last request was to have his final meal served at his favorite pub in England. He finished his meal, stood up, and said, May sudden death come to anyone who dares sit in my chair. The chair remained in the pub for centuries, and patrons would often dare one another to sit in the cursed seat. During World War II, airmen from a nearby base frequented the pub, and locals noticed that the soldiers who sat in the chair would never return from war. Ooh, they got killed. That's creepy. In 1967, two Royal Air Force pilots sat in the chair, only to crash in a truck into a tree just after they left. In 1970, a mason tested his fate in the hot seat, only to die the same afternoon from falling into a hole at his job site. The hell kind of a hole did this guy fall into? Who knows? 
A year after that, a roofer who sat in it died after the roof he was working on collapsed. A roofer died. A roofer? A mason? Air Force pilots? This is crazy. When his pub's cleaning lady tripped and fell into the chair, she died shortly afterwards of a brain tumor. Everybody's dying who comes in touch with the chair of death. The list goes on. And finally, the pub owner moved the chair into the basement. Unfortunately, even in storage, the chair claimed yet again another victim. After a delivery man quickly took a quick rest while loading packages. How many packages did the delivery man have? In the storeroom, he was killed in a car accident that same day. Poor delivery man. Eventually, the pub owner donated the chair to a local museum in 1972. The museum displays the chair by hanging it five feet in the air so that no one can possibly sit in it by mistake. Unfortunately, no one has sat in the chair since. The Dudebach Box. I'm probably mispronouncing it. The Die Book. Die Book Box. I'm not sure how to pronounce this. It's D Y B B U K Box. The D Box. Remember the 2012 horror movie The Possession? I don't remember it. Never heard of it. It was based on a true story. Or at least as true as any story of this ilk can be. The item known as the D-Box made its first appearance on the internet in 2003 when it was put up for auction on eBay. Its owner at the time claimed that he had picked up the box, intended it for storage of wine, whatever, wine, okay. <laughs> Interestingly enough, it was wine, at the est- at the estate... Oh, God damn. This is ridiculous. Okay, so it was intended for the storage of wine. Its owner at the time claimed that he had picked up the box, intended for storage of wine, but at an estate sale in Portland, Oregon in 2001. That doesn't make any sense. I can't make sense of what this sentence is. It had belonged to a Jewish woman who had lived to the ripe old age of 103. Hey, good for her. The box, she always said, housed a die book or an evil spirit and should never, ever, ever be opened. Of course, the new owner opened it, as you might have guessed, and things didn't go as the new owner had expected. Things didn't go well after that at all. He gave it to his mother, who immediately suffered a stroke. He asked his sister to hang on to it, but it freaked her out because it wouldn't stay shut. She tried to sell it, only to find it returned to his doorstep, with a note reading, This has a bad darkness. The little bastard. (coughs) Okay. (laughs) Sorry, that's just a ridiculous name. (laughs) <laughs> the, the little bastard was the name of James Dean's car that he was driving when he died in an accident. The car was sold for parts, but each part caused deaths and injuries to people around it, including all of the owners. Little bastard! 
King Tut. Howard Carter's expedition found the tomb of Tutankhamun. Oh God, why can I not? I know I can say this normally, but of course, on the podcast, I can't. Tutankhamun, King Tut, which is said to curse anyone who enters it, faithful to the curse. Carter's financial backer died from mosquito bite. A mosquito bite. And 20 other people related to the expedition perished in unusual circumstances by the year 1935. The Patty Reads Doll. A doll doesn't need to be cursed or possessed to give someone the creeps. It might just have a strange facial expression or be missing body parts from years of moving around or it may have witnessed repeated acts of cannibalism. Such is the case with Patty Reed's doll. Patty, an eight-year-old, was traveling to California in 1846 with her family and other pioneers, a group known to history as the Donner Party. You may well already know this group of travelers became snowbound and turned into eating bits of leather, mice, old bones, and finally each other. Halfway through their journey, the Reeds asked Patty to get rid of all her toys and all other unnecessary items to lighten the wagon's load. Though she complied, Patty managed to smuggle her beloved doll beneath her voluptuous dress. <laughs> the doll, along with the entire Reed family, miraculously survived the hellacious journey west and was able to enjoy a comfort life in San Jose. Patty's doll is now on display at the Sutter's Fort State Historical Park Museum in Sacramento, California. The Crying Boy Painting You've probably seen The Crying Boy before. Maybe you spotted it hanging in a model home or decorated in the walls of a drab and dreary waiting room. The painting by artist Bruno Amadio, known commonly as Bragaline the Crying Boy, is one of the series of paintings featured with tearful children staring out to the viewer. Mass-produced and widely distributed copies upon copies of The Crying Boy have been entered into the world since the 1950s. But in 1986, something strange happened. Stories began circulating. Stories of the printing of The Crying Boy being found in the ruins of burned houses, utterly unscathed. No fireman would allow a copy of the painting into his home and people began to speak of them as something unnatural, something evil. But it's pretty safe to say that this story is false. It was first debunked in the UK tabloid The Sun, and, well, tabloids also report on people seeing the Shroud of the Turin magically appear on their pancakes. What the fuck? It's pretty safe to say that the story is false, what ended up happening was people found out that the actual print that these paintings were put on was somehow fireproof. 
something in the way that it was designed, the chemical compounds, I don't know, found that, that it would not actually burn. It could not be destroyed in floods. So the painting would continue to exist despite all these horrible things happening. And people were like, oh, my God, it's the crying boy. I don't know why you want paintings of a little kid crying, but either way, you know, some people decide to put this up in their house. Hey, whatever. That's your choice. But yeah, it was the actual uh, chemistry of the paper that made it not burn or get destroyed. And that's why it existed through all these uh, catastrophic things that happened. The Bassano Vase. Believed to have been made in Italy around the 15th century, this vase vanished for a long, long time before being discovered again in 1988 along with a note saying, Beware! This case brings death. The vase was auctioned off and a new owner of it died only a few months after. The vase was sold again, and the same fate was met by its new owner. Ooh, freaky. This happened a few more times before Italian police, you know, they're on top of everything, decided to put an end to the mysterious deaths by burying the vase in a secret location. Hopefully, it won't pop up again. But if it does, stay away from it. Letta, the Gypsy Doll While this doll isn't known to be haunted, it has a rather macabre place in history. It's difficult to look at it and not immediately think of Patty Reed chewing on human flesh. What is that about? Okay, let's, let's examine here. Patty and her doll's experience is so compelling that a children's historical fiction book was written about it in 1956 and has been educating children ever since. In 1972, Carrie Walton returned to his Australian hometown for his grandmother's funeral. During this time, he decided to face a childhood fear by visiting an abandoned building that had scared him for many years. When he went into this house, he discovered an old doll underneath its porch. Carrie felt compelled to take it home with him, and they've been together ever since. According to psychics, the doll was made 200 years ago by a Romanian gypsy, a gypsy, for his own son who had drowned. The gypsies believed in spirit differentiance, the hell, and dolls would act as a new home for the dead. The doll has real human hair. That's weird. And underneath the scalp is the likeliness of a human brain. The hell? He was given the name Leda or Leda due to his European gypsy heritage or because the doll occasionally screams, Leda me out. <clears throat> Terrible. Nothing evil has been reported surrounding this doll in recent years. In fact, after finding the doll, Walton's luck changed for the better, and his collectibles business began to boom. 
Still, some quirks allegedly surrounded Letta. It would rain whenever he's taken outside, and hanging pictures may fall off the wall when he enters the room. Dogs bark and attempt to attack whenever they feel that Letta is near, and people have said to feel inexplicably afraid and sad when they see him. Letta is also supposedly capable of moving on its own, changing positions while seated and emitting a pulse while held. The Conjure Chest A slave owner named Jacob Cooley requested this chest be built by one of his servants. It was intended to be a gift for his son, but once completed he was unhappy with the quality of it and beat his servant to death. Seems a bit excessive. A curse is said to have been put on the chest that ultimately resulted in 16 deaths throughout the history of the Cooley family line. The chest is now on display at the Kentucky Historic Museum. The Woman from the Lem Statue Now, we're pretty sure that the statue from the Woman of Lem is a depiction of the fertility goddess, but it may as well be a death statue. Because, good gravy, (laughs) it's all that seems to follow in its wake. Dating back roughly 3,500 B.C., ancient, this statue was recovered from Lem, Cyprus in 1878. Since then, it's had at least four different owners, all of which have perished within six years of receiving it. First, there was Lord Elephant. All seven members of his family died within six years of the statue's arrival at their home. Ivor Menacucci's, whatever, family, which was owner number two, all went within four years. They all died. As did the family of Lord Thompson Noble, owner number three. Owner number four, Sir Alan Berverbrook, and his family and two daughters went next, kicked the bucket. But before they finished off the family entirely, the two remaining sons donated the statue to the National Museum of Scotland in Edinburgh. The museum curator took care of the acquisition but he also died within a year. Freaky, don't you think? The Myrtle's Plantation Mirror The Myrtle's has a reputation for being one of the most haunted plantations in the South. So that right there should give you a hint as to what you're in for when you seek out a particular mirror that resides on the premises. One of many, many, many stories attached to the place alleges that Sarah Bradford Woodruff, one of the plantation's ladies, and two of her three children died in 1824 of Olander poisoning. But even so, they never quite managed to leave. 
It's said that their spirits are trapped within an antique mirror still on display within the house. Come on, so what? Who cares? Whatever. Strange marks often appear on its surface. Marks that no amount of cleaning can remove. But sometimes, it's not just marks. Sometimes, it's handprints. Ogiku. Ogiku is a doll that is currently being displayed in a temple in Japan, and she is supposedly haunted because of her strange activity with her hair. It is said that she was originally purchased by a little boy in 1918, who presented it to his very sick sister. One year after receiving the doll, the girl died from her illness. However, the family noticed that the doll's once shoulder-length hair had begun to grow, and they saw it as a sign that the little girl's spirit had inhabited the doll. Today, the doll's hair has grown several inches and reaches to her knees. No other strange activity from the doll has been reported. Amelia Amelia is a doll that is very old, one of the oldest haunted dolls in existence. This doll was first given to the King of Italy in the 1800s. My God. Before death, he gave the doll to his closest friend, who presented Amelia to his daughter, Marie. After an explosion in World War II killed a woman supposedly trying to save the doll for Marie, it is said that her spirit took over the doll. The haunted doll supposedly opens and closes her eyes, and she can even be heard crying for her mama. Mama at night. What makes this particularly spooky is that the original voice box of the doll no longer works. Weeping statues. <laughs> Weeping statues. I don't know why that's funny. It just is. A weeping statue is a statue that has been <laughs> A weeping statue is a statue that has been claimed to be shedding tears or weeping by supernatural means. Statues weeping tears of a substance which appears to be blood, oil, or scented liquids have all been reported. Most commonly, the statue the Virgin Mary has been reported to be crying blood. Others have claimed phenomena which are sometimes associated with weeping statues, such as miraculous healing, the formation of figures in the tear lines, and the scent of roses. These events are generally reported by Christians and initially attract some pilgrims, but are in most cases disallowed by the upper levels of the church or proven as hoaxes. The Virgin Mary crying blood has a long list of statues which people have claimed to have this phenomena occurring. However, to date, only one single example has been certified by the Vatican, and all the rest have been dismissed as unknown or hoaxes. 
And this is the last one. It's a phone number. 359-888-888-888. While a phone number isn't in fact an object, it's still said to be cursed. As all of this number's owners died in a sudden death, including two Bulgarian, it's really Bulgarian, I like to say Bulgarian, including two Bulgarian mobsters who were shot, and a mobile company CEO, I wonder what that mobile company was, he died of cancer at the age of 48. Alright people, look, that's it. Okay, I researched this topic and there were tons and tons and tons of haunted objects. I'm gonna be straight up honest with you. I found most of them to be complete BS. Most of these objects, in quotations, I thought were really stupid. And I was like, oh, come on. Like, that's not real. I suppose some of them could have been. But I'm going to call it here. You know, I'm not going to go into every single one of them that I read. There was ones about black mirrors that could uh, somehow possess, you know, your soul or whatever. And different things there's all sorts there were like eight trillion different haunted dolls and i can't go over all of them there's so many haunted dolls that i was like this has got to be bs so i'm not gonna go into all of them if you want to research the topic of haunted objects haunted dolls hey have at it there were too many for me to handle on this podcast And I didn't want to go on and on and on. So we hit a few of the majors. Robert the Doll, which is Chucky, Annabelle, a few of these other stupid ones. But guys, I do hope that you enjoyed what I did talk about. um, Because obviously I wouldn't want you to hate the podcast. So I do hope you enjoyed some of these haunted objects that we talked about today. If you want to send me an email, send it to philinterrupted at gmail.com. You can also send me a tweet, I guess they call it. A tweet! at uh, Phil Interrupted. That's on Twitter. Stupid Twitter. Hate Twitter. So what? Who cares? Whatever. We're moving on. Guys, thank you so much for listening to this Haunted Objects episode of Phil Interrupted. Do hope you enjoyed. We were going to catch you next time here on Phil Interrupted. We're making moves. Peace Oh, giant sneezes.